We just have a little bit of time left this morning. I want to read some of my notes. I obviously want to read from the scripture and then we'll, uh, we'll see what the Lord wants to do. Is everybody okay? Small beginnings. That's what I want to talk about, small beginnings. And I would subtitle this, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I want to encourage you today, and I want to bring a well-put-together, a well-outlined message, because that happens, except sometimes the Holy Spirit hijacks the whole service and decides to do something completely and utterly different. And today is such a day. The strong prophetic wind is blowing again in this place, and sometimes you just have to throw your shoulders back and hail the wind and declare a thing. The Lord of all the earth has spoken, and we will release in here what he has released in here. The last few weeks and months, I've watched this body of True Vine Worship Center, many of which still aren't back because of the crazy flu that's going around, band together and do... We did a bake sale, an online baked auction. It's pretty innovative. Just, just in one night, and last night I think they raised just shy of 650 bucks because people were crazy and paid $50 for a banana pudding. <laughs> it's crazy until you taste the banana pudding, and then you're like, my God, that tastes like manna from heaven. It's not crazy once you, I mean, once it touches your lips, it's just so good. It's so good. And cheesecake and, and cookies with frosting. Becky, she had this idea one day. I'm going to bake sugar cookies. Sugar cookies. And then I'm going to add frosting to the sugar cookies. With sprinkles that, by the way, also include sugar. So I did not bid on those cookies, not because I don't want that, but I have six kids at my house. Can you imagine what six kids at my house with sugar on sugar on sugar would do? My God. My dogs are crazy enough. I don't need my kids crazy. But they banded together and raised just shy of $650. We have a porta pit is coming here in two weeks, or just under two weeks, February 22nd. They're going to set up in the parking lot and cook, and we're taking pre-orders for Porta Pit, and we've sold hundreds of plates. We hope to sell hundreds more. If you haven't ordered yours, see us after church. We'll make sure that you get them. It, Porta Pit's the best. They're just the best. Love them. We're, gonna, we're having that. And we've done, Barbie has some gift baskets, not gift baskets, but uh, I guess they're kind of like gift baskets, raffle baskets out front. And we've done what we can do. And it's, I did not know that Camby was going to share anything this morning. I certainly didn't know the content of what she was going to share. But I came here to say that what God is going to do in this place is not going to happen by us banding together and doing, and doing our fundraiser. We're going to do the part that we can do, but God's going to do the part that he can do. He asked Moses, well, he's, what do you have in your hand? Do you remember that? And Moses was like, well, I got a stick. You know, it, was, it was his brothers. I got a stick. And the Lord said, well, then you put your stick over the Red Sea. You do with, with what you have in your hand and let me do the rest. And so he said, okay. And so Moses puts his stick over the water and the Spirit of God parts the water. Right? Because Moses was obedient to do the thing that the small thing that he could do, then God did the big thing that only God could do. We've had raffles. We've got porter pit. Back there in the office, there, there are bags of clothes, and people have donated furniture. We're doing a yard sale here at the church here in another month or so when it warms up. Uh, so we have, we have a lot of things going on, and yet what God wants to do, 
He's going to do in his own. Let's read. I want to read this. I will say this. For the next 10 weeks, we would need between five dollars and $6,000 a week on average just to get what we need at that time for this building. Not a problem with the Lord. He can do that. It's just zeros. Zechariah chapter 4, and I'm going to read from the New American Standard. We're having an issue with that thing. Can we get that up on the TV there? Will it, will it pull up? It still isn't working right. Zechariah 4.1, and the angel that talked with me came again. Well, you trust me. I read well. <laughs> At least I didn't say I read good. Then you could question if I really knew what I was doing. <laughs> and the angel of the Lord that talked with me came again and waked me as a man is wakened out of his sleep. And he said unto me, what do you see? And I said, I've looked. And behold, a candlestick of all gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are on the top thereof. And two olive trees stand beside it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side. So I answered and spake unto the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Do you not know what these be? And I said, No, my Lord, I don't know. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And the Lord of hosts is, I like the way he used that. That word host there is campaign. He's the Lord of the campaign. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation of this house, and his hands also shall finish the house. And you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice when they shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. Then answered I and I said unto him, what are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side? And I answered again and said unto him, what are the two olive branches which, which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered me and said, do you not know what these are? And I said, no. He said, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Wednesday or Thursday, I was just sort of meditating and praying, and I heard in, inside my heart the words, do not despise small things. And to be 100% honest, I knew that it was, I knew it was a biblical context, despise not the day of small beginnings. My father, he was a master of that phrase. He said it, I can't tell you how many times, because when he started preaching, he, he was, he, my father was uh, in some bad things uh, as a teenager, into witchcraft and the occult, and the Lord sovereignly gripped him and saved him and became a preacher. And, and he started preaching, and he helped out one pastor, and the pastor, there was a little jealousy thing because my father was gaining a following, and so the pastor said, you can't preach anymore. And this long thing, finally my father started this church 40-some years ago with four people. Four, right? Or is it five? Four. Two of which are still here. The other two are already in heaven, my father and my uncle David. 
And now any Sunday we're 150, 200 people or whatever. That's wonderful. But he would always say, despise not the day of small beginnings. So I knew that it had biblical context, but I didn't know what the context was. I really didn't. So I had to go look it up. It's not by chance that it was during a time, I want to give you context for when this was spoken to, when the temple or the place that God's people were going to worship was to be built again. Nearly 600 years before the birth of Jesus, Jerusalem had fallen to the Babylonian Empire under the sword of Nebuchadnezzar. And most of the Jews then were sent to Babylon for 70 years, as it was prophesied by Jeremiah. But when the Babylonian Empire fell to the Persian Empire, this happened in 539 B.C., Cyrus the Great decreed that the Jews could return to their home city of Jerusalem and rebuild their temple. A small minority of only about 50,000 of them returned under the leadership of Zerubbabel, the governor, and Joshua, the high priest. So there's a little bit of condensed context. If, if, I, were to, if I were to exegete this completely, we're going to be here till 1 or 2 o'clock, and I don't want to do that. But God's people wanted to rebuild a place of worship of their own, and they were faced with the daunting task because they were slaves. They didn't have money. They didn't have stuff. They were ruled over by. They didn't, they didn't have the, what was necessary to build. They did not have. And yet the Bible says the Lord speaks unto his prophet and says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. If you despise small beginnings, you can become disheartened and completely give up and abort the purposes of God in your life. Freddie, when you started your gyms, it, couldn't, it certainly didn't have hundreds and hundreds of people like you have coming to your gyms now. One person. He had one person. Now he's got three, three gyms and he's building other ones just to help out some of these poor communities. If you're not a member of a gym, I'll say this publicly, I've done it all the time, go join 24-7 Fitness. I mean it, I mean it. And I've told many of you and some of you have been up there. It's just up the road, it's the, best, it's the best gym around. I've worked at a lot of them. You can go all the time. It's the best part about it. But if you despise the day of small beginnings, Freddie, when you had one person, it'd be easy to say, man, this is not going to work and quit. Or when my father had four people in this church or when we came in this building and then we were told this is the amount of money you're going to have to have in this amount of time. It, it, those, those could seem like daunting tasks. And so there's a parallel between what we're going through today and what happened back then. And I didn't know that, that, that it was a parallel. I just heard the Lord speaking to me. Don't despise small things, Joshua. Because my heart is to do something great. I would love to see all of Statesville touched. I don't care if all of Statesville ever comes to True Vine or becomes a part of True Vine. I just want them to be able to receive of the glory of God by True Vine. If we can go down and feed some people and clothe some people and make sure people are, are, are housed and that they're healthy and that they're brought to wellness and wholeness, I'm okay with them, them not being True Viners. What I care about is the greater body of Christ and the, the greater area of Statesville to be able to experience the glory of God in their own house, whether or not they become true viners. You don't hear a whole lot of preachers say stuff like that. But my campaign is not to make people true viners, but to help people understand their identity as sons and daughters of God. And if they're sons and daughters of God, then they have right to an inheritance, and part of that inheritance is health and wholeness. And if I were to look at circumstances, I would say, man, that's a daunting task. And yet the Lord says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. And then the opinion to this is he had already given the reason. There's a marriage. I love this. In the same context, he says, this is not going to happen, not by power, not by might, 
but by my spirit. So we have on one end, not by power, not by might, but it happens by my spirit, says the Lord of the campaign. And on the other end of the same scripture, the same text, it is, despise not the day of small beginnings. And so it seems like there's a kind of a marriage between the two. Like if you'll not despise doing the thing that you can do and not despise it being little and not, I mean, I mean, great things come out of very small things. I mean, I mean, trees come out of acorns. You know what I'm saying? Crops come out of small seeds. The world was changed by one little baby. Great things can come out of small, insignificant seeming things. God almost always brings things out of complete, utter, and, 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 and absolute obscurity. No one knew the name Mary, and no one knew who Joseph was, just the people in their own community. And yet, from the time that she became pregnant with the Christ, gave birth, and the Gospels are written, everyone in every generation that has ever lived knows the name of Mary because she did not despise the day of her visitation, the day of small beginnings. There's a marriage between, okay, God. There's a marriage between small beginnings and not by might, nor by power. You can't, it's okay. It's like the Lord relishes the opportunity to show off in our lives. He was looking for the opportunity with this blind man. You know what happened when that blind man was healed? Two miracles happened. One, the blind man was healed, and secondarily, he showed me that he can use a knucklehead like Josh to bring healing to a blind man. He cared just as much about my faith being built as he did about the blind man's eyes being opened. And a lot of the times what the Lord wants to do is just see if you're willing to stand up and step out of the boat and say, you know what, we're going to step out and believe that when our foot touches the water, it's going to get hard. Because we're not walking on water, we're walking on the word. And the word that Jesus gave Peter was, come. There's a marriage between small beginnings not dis do not despise the day of small beginnings. This is not a masterpiece of a sermon, and yet it's completely and utterly appropriate, I believe, for our church and where we are. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. All the fundraising in the world cannot compare to one moment of favor and kingdom purpose. Had no idea what you were going to say this morning. God is establishing us as a beacon to declare the truth and set captives free. We are anointed for such a time as this, and he says that he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. No mountain in earth or devil in hell can stop what God has started. So we do what we can do, and we stand back and stand amazed as he does what only he can do. We don't despise the small things. We do the small things. We participate in the small things, believing that God can take something incredibly small and do wondrous, great, big things with it. That's how he gets glory. If we always undertake things that we are able to do in ourselves, how does God get glory for that? But when we do something that's bigger than us and we believe something that's big, look, this is a 15-acre property. We're in, in, the, in, the, in the distant future, I don't know how distant, but you know, we're believing to be able to house people here. And to be, this morning, a lady pulled into our parking lot. She parked her car four different ways in four different spots, got out with a bag that looked like it was a very suspicious baggie, and took off running down through the woods. And the first response from a lot of people, and I'm not talking people here, for most of us would be, oh my God, what is going on? You know what the first response should be? 
what can we do as a church to help that person that's running from something? Ultimately, we're going to put places here where we can shelter and maybe have a halfway home. I don't know. The vision is, is vast and expansive. And we're going to do those things. We're going to be a place where those that don't have money have a place to. I've even thought about just opening up the building for homeless people. Just let them come sleep here and stay warm. It doesn't stay that warm in here, actually. <laughs> It'd have to be a different room. It's cold in this room. Have no interest in building the kingdom of Truvine. I have an interest in building the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is made up of people. But God uses a place to do that. I'm going to finish. An oak tree has small beginnings. I've already said that. A baby has small beginnings. The redwood forest in California did not start as the redwood forest in California. Great things come from small beginnings. There's a marriage between small beginnings and not by power or by might, by, by his spirit. That word spirit, spirit, ruach. Say with me, ruach. That's the word, by his spirit. It is the exact same word that's used in Genesis when the Lord breathed the breath of life into Adam's nostrils. He breathed, he, inhaled, he exhaled who he was into the nostrils of Adam. And the Bible says Adam became a living soul. He takes that same breath that he breathes on a daily basis and breathes into our small beginnings, our small things. That's, that's how, by his spirit. That's how he does it. It's not by force and it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by allowing him to breathe on the little stuff. Ask any marriage that's ever suffered, that's lived, that's been through, that's been through some stuff. Over time, it's the accumulating little stuff that begins to bother and fester. It's not always the big things. The big things are normally a result of a bunch of small things. Small things matter. They matter a whole lot when, when we allow the breath of God to breathe on them. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're believing for. That's what we know God's going to do. Despise not the day of small beginnings. Some of you in here have ambitions and hopes and dreams. And one of the things that I want to do and be known for is a person that empowers you to become all that God wants you to be. Because in the kingdom, there are not these really, really important people and then the peons. No, we're all important to Jesus. We're all equally important. He loves us all. He loves us like we are. He loves us where we are. Yeah, right. Brennan Manning used to say, he loves us all just as we are, not as we should be, because none of us are as we should be. That's how he loves you. Some of you have dreams to open your own business. I, I keep hitting this because I feel it. Some of, you have, some of you want to have a child, maybe. Some of you want, maybe, Freddie, I don't know, maybe you want to open some more gyms. If you'll not despise the day of small beginnings and you'll do what you can do and believe God to breathe into what you do, then he'll do the things that only he can do. I've seen it too many times. I'm 41 years old now and preaching for 21 years. I've seen miracles. Of, I've literally saw with my own eyes, I saw a leg grow six inches and it freaked me out. Yes, I said those words from the stage. And I also know what words you said before you got to church this morning, so let's not go there. Saw a leg grow. Scared me to death. Like, man, you're, this is cool stuff, God. 
I've seen people in a, in a moment pull, pull off addiction, pull off, pull off of drugs. My son and I were in India two years ago, no, three years ago now, right at three years ago. Jacob, my oldest son, and he had my iPad. Where's he at, Jacob? He's the one with the funny haircut. We were in India, and I feel like I need to share this, and we're going to be, we're finishing up. I know it's right at 12. We had preached and prayed for a bunch of people. I shared it recently on, on my Facebook page, if you saw it. And there were several thousand people there that morning. We left. We're going out the side, down a couple of, uh, like, uh, uh, flights of stairs. And this young boy ran up to me and says, hey, man, my friend is deaf, and he wants to know if you'd pray for him. And I said, yeah, I looked at Jacob. I said, what do you think? He said, yes, pray for him. I said, okay, get the iPad. So he gets the iPad and starts videoing. And I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for you. I'm going to put my fingers in your ears, and when I take them out, you're going to hear me. You're going to turn around, I'm going to snap my finger, and you let me know when you hear. He said, okay. I'm saying all this through his friend. And so that's what we did. It was, there was no, I didn't have any oil. There was no crazy heebie-jeebies. I wasn't yelling at the guy. I just put my finger and said, out. With his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we were healed. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. I pray that the virtue of the living Christ come into his body right now, take the spirit of infirmity that has to go, and let him be whole so he can hear. Pretty much simple like that. Jacob's video on my iPad the whole time. And I backed up, and I said, now tell him when he hears me, I had him turn around to, to raise his hand. And I backed up about 15 feet. Away. And the guy threw up his hand. He, he just, he's like, oh, my gosh. I, he, not in a service, not in a worship, not in a church right outside the building on a flight of stairs because God doesn't care that you come to church or not to get what he wants. He's willing to come meet you where you are. And if we as the body of Christ begin doing what we're called to do, then you can put your hands on people that wrote tumor down in a gym and believe that God heals them. And you know what? I, I, and I, I can't wait for the days that God heals those people and they never even know that a guy by the name of Josh was one of the ones that prayed for him at the gym. Because I'm not looking for credit. I'm, I just want God to get glory. I believe, Freddie, honestly, God, I believe that God's going to heal those people. I love that you do that. And I believe it. And I, and I pray over it. And I know that it's not because of my prayers. But the Bible did say, Matthew 7, 7, ask, seek, and knock and the door will be opened unto you. Jesus, the red word, deal with it. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, the door will be open. That's what Jesus said. I want to, in closing, I want to pray with you. I want to pray that whatever the small thing is that's in your heart. I've said small things multiple times, and whatever comes to your mind when I say that, that's probably the small thing in your heart that needs to be breathed on by the breath of God. And I'm going to pray and believe that as you push in to, to not despise the, the small beginnings. Cammie's got, you just bought a place, what, this last year? She's a, Cammie, that was up here sharing earlier. Has, what's the name of your counseling place? Wellstream Counseling on Davie Avenue, is that right? On Davie Avenue, and yet she started doing it, well, for a while in her own home in a room in her home. Now God's blessed her and he's going to continue to bless her. It's going to continue to open, open up and increase and bless the business. It's going to happen. But if she had not been faithful and had despised the day of small beginnings, she'd never have the place she has now. And I can't tell you countless people that are being changed because of that lady and what her business does to bless and help people. When you're faithful with the little things, when you don't despise small beginnings, 
Some of you I'm talking to right now, I know that you're like, I can't, we can't even give to help out in the church building because it's all we can do to pay our bills by the end of the month. There's no condemnation to you. I want to believe that God blesses you and blesses your family so that you're able to give out of abundance. I believe for that. You'll never hear me beat you up over money. I'm not one of those. Run from those people. They're greedy and they're mean and they don't look anything like Jesus. Jesus looked at a woman one day that gave two, two mites and there were silver and gold given. And Jesus said, did you see? He called his disciples. Did you see that little woman that just gave? They said, yeah. He said, she gave more than all of them. And they're like, wait a minute. She just gave two mites. He said, yeah, but she gave out of her need. She gave more than all of them. God measures things differently than we do. And he's not looking to see how big your gift is. He wants to know if you're going to be faithful over seed. If you're faithful over seed, then you can rule over a harvest. I want to pray with you. And then we're going to go home or wherever it is that you go. Logan's is calling me. I can smell the, I can smell the yeast rolls from here. It smells like heaven. I don't really eat yeast rolls, ready. I wasn't thinking about him being here when I said that. I'm busted. Yeah, completely busted. Let's pray, people. Father, could we all stand just as we pray? Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this people that have gathered, Lord. I thank you that you brought us into this place for this time and this moment. I thank you for our special guest, Lord, that came to join us this morning. I thank you for your spirit that joined us this morning. And I pray, Father, that as we undertake whatever these things are, Lord, I believe that you put great ideas and innovative ideas and dreams, Lord, and goals in our hearts, Lord. As we go to undertake those, Father, that we would not, that we would not despise or, or look down on the fact that it starts small, that it seems insignificant at first, Lord, that we would not throw away the seed because we don't see the harvest yet, Lord, but that we'd be faithful over the seed. I pray, Father, that as you give us a heart to be faithful over the few things, you'll make us rule over many. Father, that as we do not despise the day of small beginnings, that not by might or power, but by your spirit, you would breathe like you breathed into Adam's nostril into our situation and bring these situations to life, Lord, so that we can affect our culture, Lord, that we can affect the city, Lord, that we can be a blessing to the people in this community. I pray a blessing on everybody under the sound of my voice, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to get to sing and to preach and to serve you. I love you. I say unashamedly, I'm, I love you, Lord. I make mistakes and I don't always do the right things, but the one thing that I know that I do well is that I love you. Lord, as we go through this week, keep us safe. Help us, Lord, as we take our forks, Lord, that we would contend five minutes a day at least, Lord, and believe and trust that you're going to do the big things, Lord, and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be grateful and we'll be careful to give you the praise. We'll do it publicly and openly. We'll do it unashamedly. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.